bonus that works. feature. <laughs> that works, although I am uh, concerned whether we'll be struck with some kind of copyright law. Uh, that's lawsuit. authentic that's genuinely the music a, a for the film we'll be talking about well okay uh, hello there welcome to the latest uh, bonus feature of the big review ski I'm Rory Cashin I think they got the bonus feature from my exquisite no they did there. they did it's just again in case we have to cut it out because we get sued for copyright infringement might, might as well say my name Palmer hi Paul Moore, hi. Uh, we are here to uh, kind of talk about the interviews that Joe were lucky enough to get uh, around Creed 2, where we sat down and talked not only to the director, Stephen Capel Jr., who... Uh, is ha- lovely. He is a lovely. He also has amazing hair. I noticed that when I was talking to you, yeah. Yeah. Or uh, when you were talking to him. So if you, if, if you are uh, curious, you can go onto the Joe YouTube page and see his fantastic hair. Uh, and he had some difficult shoes to fill after Ryan Coogler and maybe almost Sylvester Stallone but he got sidetracked you can hear all about that in the interview and we, I also chatted to uh, actress Tessa Thompson and actors we love Tessa we do love Tessa yeah. and actors uh, Dolph Lundgren and uh, Florian Montanau I hope the, the I biggest man him. I've ever seen well not in the flesh sure but even on a video and after seeing the film yeah he's huge I would recommend watching that that as well because he not only is he huge but you can't see it I am almost certain Dolph Lundgren was sitting on a pillow just to what it looked like they were the same <laughs> really? height I, uh, his arm is bigger than me he's, uh, he's a large man but sure we'll get to those but two but he's a lovely man too he is a lovely man but we'll get to those two in a minute first up we are going to talk to uh, director Stephen Cable Jr here's what he had to say about uh, directing an iconic Rocky montage scene well, it's, it's good that it's a good movie. It makes it easy to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> the nerves at first, I was like, whoa, people dig it, man. Well, well, that must be, like, these are big shoes to fill. Like, Ryan uh, yeah. almost took over, mm-hmm. but then Black Panther happened. Sylvester Stallone, apparently, almost wanted to direct it. Then so Rambo it was, happened. And then... <laughs> Rambo. Uh, so I was curious, how, how did it kind of land in your lap? Uh, yeah, you said it. He Black Panther, then Sly went and was like, I want to do Rambo. Uh, but at the same time, he wrote a draft and he felt like, you know, he wanted someone else to come in and, and add the special touches and made it made it um, speak to our generation, I guess, so to speak. Capture Adonis's voice and Bianca and these other characters. Um, when I met him, that was our conversation. You know what I mean? He was like, here goes the structure, um, the fight structure specifically, because it, it paid homage to how he did in the previous uh, Rocky films mm-hmm. with the amount of fights. And then um, when I got the call, it was just, I met with him and Mike. And when I met with these two guys, I saw that they were trying to make a film that was just as good or if not better than Creed 1. Um, and this is, that was a goal that kind of brought me on board because I was worried that it was just going to be like, hey, some money grab, we bring out the Dragos, knockout punches, and that's it. But everyone cared and was so passionate about yeah. each character in the arc. So I was like, oh, this is exciting. You can tell that watching it as well. I, there was so much about it that I was totally wrapped up in mm. um, <clears throat> one of the things I have to congratulate you on and you're now in like a very small select number of people in the world who mm-hmm. has directed an actual Rocky montage scene oh yeah like yeah, that, yeah, yeah, not, yeah. I think more people have walked in the moon than have directed <laughs> a Rocky montage scene that's hilarious is there is there like a certain energy knowing this is the, the hell yeah there's a certain so, energy you know, going to it. it no completely when you're directing a Rocky montage man you're like oh, this is, you, for some part for some reason you feel like Rocky invented the montage when yeah. you get to it and so when we when we were doing it uh, it was Sly's idea to go be in a desert 
Yep. And then I added all these like workouts and stuff that we wanted to do. But it was so much pressure, man. It was like I'm trying to pull from like the old Rockies. I'm looking at like, all right, that shot where he's run, running is a long tracking shot. I want to bring that back. Um, what did they do in Creed? What can I bring into this one? The mitts. Um, how can I make sure the story's alive? And then everyone needs to want to go work out after the montage mm-hmm. or at least go into their office ready to like be that guy or that woman. So I, that was the goal. It was like how how big and epic can we make it, and, and how can how can Mike get as jacked as he possibly can, and Sly bring that level of intensity with the, you know, with the grit, yeah. obviously in the desert. Um, so yeah, it was a combination of things, man, which I'm hoping people walk away excited about. I think they will. I, like, I think right, the cool. desert one was was the desert one, right? Yeah, it was and it's a little nuggets in the first one too, like the water underwater yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. I was like, it's small, but it was like it's cool. It's, it's but it sets part. you up for like yeah. there's a bigger yeah. piece. Hopefully, um, <laughs> this like even outside of all of the Rocky movies, there have been a lot of now. Like this, yeah. the boxing movies, there's so many of them throughout history. How difficult is it to approach approach a, a scene where you're like, this is a boxing scene? How can I make this different from every single boxing yeah. scene that we've seen before? Because visually, that must be tough. Because they yeah. not be like, this is how they must look. At a certain point, you're like, I'm going to fall into the same lane as, as these guys are um, because there's only so much you can do in a box. Mm. You know what I mean? And so I was just trying to find different ways to place the camera, um, uh, angles, uh, how to make this guy look huge, how the other guys look small. Eventually, it ended up being based on character, to be totally honest with you, uh, in fights because I have multiple fights in the film, you know, uh, four or five fights. So each one showed a, a, a different perspective of where the person was at emotionally and so when you track that you're able to say all right this one i'm gonna do steady cam it's gonna be a little bit more smoother this one's gonna be handheld aggressive in your face like camera shaking perspective pov and then eventually a lot of it landed on falling in adonis's perspective mm-hmm. and that the whole sound and everything like that so it was a process it was a lot of prep and then failing during production and then trying to find things and then when you're in the editing room you kind of rewrote everything you know to fit a certain way but I wanted to make sure this one was intense yeah. and that's the thing I didn't feel in the in previous boxing movies I've seen I was like the intensity of like the punches and the yeah. blows and whether or not this person's going to like survive this I thought that was the route I wanted to take I think you succeeded and I, I love the film can't wait to see what you do next Stephen thank you so much oh appreciate it brother Thanks, appreciate bro. it thank you that was director Stephen Kebble Jr. Did you want to like work out or like go to the gym or something like that after the montage bit? Uh, I wanted to eat stuff because they were like, ah, oh, they, they mustn't have eaten that in a while because <laughs> they, they've been working out so much. So I was like, this workout's making me hungry. I'm just thinking like we could get those medicine balls and start throwing them at each other's stomachs and stuff like that. You know, we could do that. You could do that to me once and I'd probably end up getting sick all over this microphone. I'm like, Bleh! I do not have the abdominal strength we'll for this. We'll do that after we record these links. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to ruin the microphones in the middle of, uh, in the middle of recording. Up next is the fantastic Miss Tessa Thompson who uh, I've loved in everything from Annihilation to Sorry to Bother You to God, you her, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, her C, her CV is fantastic. It's only going to keep getting better because she's got uh, the Untitled Men in Black reboot coming up soon. With, and she has uh, some musical chops. I never knew about that till I saw the film. Yeah, she's on. Um, she is on uh, Janelle Monae's most recent album. She's she helped sing some of those, and she sang some of the songs in the first Creed movie, Did but she? it was a bit more low key. Okay, uh, and this one they're making a much bigger deal of it because they got a huge producer to executive produce the soundtrack. Uh, I talked to Tessa about what it's like to uh, to be a singer in a movie as well, um, and her upcoming projects with two of Ireland's biggest and best exciting stars. I know it's, it's very exciting. Here's what she had to say: Tessa Thompson, how are you doing today? You know, 
I just need a mo. <laughs> can you do that? Just a mo? We can make that work. Okay. Can, if, like you say, we can make that work. That's absolutely fine. Okay. I want to thank you so much for giving me someone to relate to in Creed 2 because not only uh, are you surrounded by all these huge buff men who have to yeah. like, work out and eat correctly, yeah. your character is actually given a reason to not do any of that. So I felt really close you to your felt character seen this and one. loved. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I love that part of it because I just had a prosthetic belly for some of it. So I was just just eating my face off. I was eating for two. <laughs> Fantastic work. I could really relate. <laughs> um, your, one of your songs in this, uh, I Will Go to War, yeah. I have had that in my headphones a lot lately whenever I'm prepping to get yes. ready to do something. <laughs> Uh, and I love that. Like, what are you prepping for? Right outside this interview, I'm like, I'm going into BTS, I'm going, <laughs> going to war. <laughs> um, when it came to that, like, does that scratch a different itch for you? You know, you know performing uh, the musical side and also writing the musical stuff as opposed to just being... Yeah, it does. I love music. It's It means a lot to me. Sure. Um, so getting to do that and also getting to do it with some separation from me. I mean, I, the fun thing with making the music for Bianca is that I'm just making music that I think is cool and that I would listen to, but I, you know, a lot of people don't even know that it's me performing it, so I get to not... Um, deal with people's criticism. Sure. <laughs> because it isn't me. And then there's moments like this where people know not only did you sing it, but you also co-wrote it. Yes. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yes. Um, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's a recurring SNL character called Every Boxing Movie's Girlfriend. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. There's like, it's, it's, it's basically like every, every cliche of every female ah. in a boxing movie where she's like, you can't go into this fight. I'm taking yeah, my yeah, kids. Yeah, We're yeah. going to my sisters. Uh, it must be so difficult uh, to not fall into that cliche when it comes to boxing movies. Did yeah. you have a hand at all in trying to make sure Bianca didn't go down that I had every, way? yeah, I had all hands on deck. I had <laughs> right. a lot of hands in that, yeah. Um, it was important to me. We were, you know, from the first film, Ryan Coogler and I, like, had so many conversations about that. We really wanted to try as much as possible to buck convention in that space. Um, so often women are tasked with not just in boxing movies, but in movies in mm-hmm. general. I won't say which, but I was watching a film last night on the plane where I was just like man women we just like show up in movies to like we function to support the male character in ways like we die for them we live for them it's just obnoxious actually Um, and we wanted to do something different with her so hopefully we we try to do that I think you succeeded I have to say I thought you were fantastic in this and I'm not I I don't normally do this on camera but you are like constantly one of my favorite things that's happening in everything that you're in so it makes me so happy to be here talking to you today um, one final question we, we have talked you haven't been to Ireland you are wearing our national colour I am but, uh, but your national colour is not seafoam green is it well it can be again <laughs> if, you're, if you're wearing it we can make it that. that's absolutely fine uh, but upcoming you worked with both Liam Neeson yes and Ruth Nagger Yes. So you've got, like, some strong Irish connections coming up. I know. I'm so obsessed with both of them. They're, like, the coolest. I mean, I haven't actually met Ruth yet. Uh, That's a lie. I've met Ruth twice, but I haven't worked with Ruth yet. So we're going to make that movie. But Liam's, like, he's so cool, man. He's he's cool. I have to say, your accent's so hard to do. It is. Do you want to give it a go? Just say it. Tell me something. Well, we say uh, 23 instead of 33. Torty tree. Torty tree. 
Yeah, it's pretty good. What's your torty tree? Yeah, torty tree and a toad. <laughs> torty tree and a toad. Uh, <laughs> a turd? <laughs> well, yeah, I guess it's uh, not I just so like just Elmer straight Fudd. Well, little, I need work. Little, I need work. I need to brush up before you, I work. We've got Liam and, and Ruth to help with the action. I know, I know. So no problem I know. at all. Tessa, yeah. thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for being here. And that was the lovely Tessa Thompson. Can we claim her now? Because, you know, the accents was say uh, It was pretty good, actually. I th- I've, I've heard some... Sh- pretty bad ones it wasn't the worst because um, uh, earlier this year Sandra Bullock Kate Blanchett and uh, Sarah, Sarah Paulson, Paulson yeah. attempted an Irish accent and Sarah Paulson blessed her she just ended up a bit Caribbean towards the end that's like the friends <laughs> thing isn't it like yeah. they spent like 10 grand in your dialect and it still sounds like it you doesn't know, matter Jamaican. what you try to do you end up like you're yeah. um, Caribbean which is you know a tough accent to do as well uh, the final interview that we have for Creed 2 is the legendary Dov Lundgren and the kind of brand new Florian Montanel. I, I will break you. Yeah. If, if he dies, he dies. He, I thought Florian was fantastic. He did, every time he was given like intense stares, he reminded me of Jamie Dornan in The Fall. True. But they actually do have that lovely moment in the film at the dinner table when all the Russian delegates are around and he takes yeah. him aside and I was like, okay, this it would have been so easy to just make him like a lump of muscle. Yeah. And no thought process or any sort of character development. But... Uh, to Stephen Kepples Jr. He actually gives the Dragos a good arc. Mm. And um, by the end of the film, it's a lovely redemptive feel to everything. Yeah, like I, I, I like that the kind of abusive nature of the Rocky Four, where yeah. uh, Lundgren had kind of just been created by Russia <laughs> to defeat Rocky. And now he, uh, he's passed that on. He's just kind of created his son specifically to defeat uh, Creed. Um, so and will we be seeing the dragons come back? There. Yeah, I, 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 I had to ask if because uh, he, he is a unique on-screen presence. He almost reminds me of like Arnie in his heyday, where it's just and those the, shot, the, the those shots of him. between like the camera work and the sound effects. You mm. felt every punch land. It was yeah. visceral stuff. Every time he was in the he was in the ring, I was like, oh, how can anyone beat him? How can anyone even attempt to hurt him? He just is a granite wall with a face on it. Uh, but he's actually a really nice guy as is Dolph who talked a good bit about uh, his long history with Sylvester Stallone because they've worked five times together now and they know each other decades uh, so here's my chats with Dolph and Florian um, congratulations on the movie really really enjoyed it <clears throat> one thing I noticed looking at both your IMDB pages this is your second entry on IMDB and Rocky Farr was your second entry on IMDB yes. <laughs> so you've got that in common and also we were 27 years old I was 27 and he is 27. Oh, wow. We were both fighters. We both came from Europe. Uh, so there's it's a lot in common. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's a scary. Lot, yeah. A lot in common. Speaking of scary, that's the other thing you both have in common. Yes. You both have fantastic, scary stares yeah. when you're in the middle of the fight. Yes. Like, there was one point in this one in particular where you look back at someone and like, oh, my goodness, that is, uh, that's intimidating. Yeah. Uh, wh- what place do you need to go to to kind of focus on that kind of anger? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, some of it you have to. Usually, it comes from some kind of pain or something, yeah. so that it needs has some depth. Because if you try to play angry, you look like a WWF, you know, sure. wrestler. I hate you. I'm gonna. You know, it's not. It becomes very shallow. Yeah. But I mean, in this story, it's a kind of a complex situation about fatherhood and fathers and sons and a mother who's abandoned a son, and there's a lot of stuff going on there. 
um, in this film. And in Rocky IV, there was also something going on, too, for me. You know, because I was kind of created by the Soviet state, and I didn't really like that. I was playing all kinds of other things, too. That sure. I, I, I didn't like that, so... But it was like, they would just push me out there, like a machine. So it's a bit, I'm pushing him out. Mm -hmm. um, Ivan pushes Victor out, like I was kind of used by the Soviet system. So there's so many parallels, it's, uh, it's a bit scary almost. <laughs> uh, Florian, you've, you've, there's so many legends in this movie that you're surrounded yes. by. Yeah. Uh, was there any singular piece of advice, or was there any tidbit or anything you noticed someone doing that you're like, I'm gonna keep that in mind for the next project? Well, uh, Sly was kind of the, or is the OG on the set, right? Yeah, sure. So, um, it was nice that, you know, he always took his time with me and was talking about the business with me, like be aware of, you know, agencies and managers and how the business works. And I really appreciated that because in the end of the day, he was the guy who discovered me, right, and mm -hmm. gave me the chance. Then obviously with Dolph, we, the chemistry worked right away and we like each other in real life too. That helps. That helps a lot. Yeah. And For moments like this when you're in a room yeah. together. Yeah. Well, it's like even if you're playing a scene where you're in conflict, the more you l know Careful, the other yeah. actor and care mm -hmm. about the other actor, the more you'll, you'll come across as something you can uh, trust each other. Exactly. And bring some depth to it. The camera sees that, whether it's, you know, for fighting and we don't like each other as actors, then it, it could make it more shallow. You think it would help, but it doesn't. Yeah. It's almost like you have to know the other person to be able to connect with them. Or yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of mm -hmm. knowing the other person, this is your fifth time, I think, working with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, right. Can you think back to who he was when you met him the first time to who he is now? Has he changed hugely? Yeah. Oh. When I first <laughs> met him, I was uh, I came to Los Angeles. They flew me in because they'd seen some pictures of me in boxing gear, and I met him at Paramount Studios. I was sitting there waiting, Swedish kid, you know, 26 years old, whatever. And he came out. He was all tanned, long hair. He was going to do Rambo too. Right. And we went to goes to Vietnam, uh, and I was starstruck. And he was a big movie star, and I was Swedish, you know, karate champion, and a chemical engineering student. <laughs> and of course, now I've done 70 movies, and he's probably done. I don't know, he's done a lot of movies, but yeah, now he's more of a friend and a kind of a mentor, and uh, our daughters are friends as well. So there's, there's been a lot of growth on both sides, and, mm -hmm. and it's kind of cool that we stayed friends and colleagues over all of these years. It's, yeah, we have some sort of connection, I guess. And one last quick question, if there was the opportunity at all for a Drago spin-off, would you say yes? Would you do it? Well, um, let's say like this. Okay. There are some ideas okay. going on, and we'll see. We'll see. That's nice and vague. Thank you, you very much. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Thanks, man. Thank you. Now you know what you're fighting for. Learn more about yourself. And when I stepped in that ring, it wasn't all about me. And that was Dolphin Florian. If you uh, would like to read our official spoiler free review, it's up on joe.ie. Um, I had a lot of time. I had a lot of fun watching Creed. I, I, I was a bit later to get to see it to you because you have to see it to go and, and meet the lads. But um, yeah, I thought it was a 
pretty decent follow up to to Kugler's first. I have to say, yeah, like I I liked Kugler's first one. I think the I think that one was a better film, but I think I actually had more fun at this one. It kind of was closer to a Rocky Four esque, where it's just like oh, it's kind of yeah. just entertaining and not taking itself too. Yeah, seriously. I think I think it was clever in the kind of how they framed Adonis as not a flawless hero which he mm. kind of was a bit in the first I know he had yeah. the problems of wanting to avenge his father and stuff like that but this he's a bit of a dick yeah he's got like ego issues that he needs to work out and um, uh, Stallone really like I mean I know he was Oscar nominated for last but like he really underplays the character really yeah. well like he doesn't he's very gracious on screen he could have easily chewed it up you know but yeah. uh, he he's very willing to like play second fiddle to this which I thought was very amicable and, and if the rumours are true I think it was a fantastic kind of farewell mm. to Rocky now, he'll be back <clears throat> I imagine he will be with enough money you can convince anyone to do anything so I I, I did think that's a lovely exit for him and, but and we also know. need more of Michael B. Jordan in anything yeah he is he's, he's, he's fantastic cool. He's, he's, cool. he's a cool guy so that is the latest episode of the bonus feature we couldn't use my Rocky team we started because we got sued the lawyers came in just here two minutes ago they're looking at us right now we had a recent one with the cast of Fantastic Beasts Crimes of Grindelwald and we will have more coming up soon with some some of the biggest films coming out in December and January but we're still working on our script for the Meg right yes the Megger Yes. How, yes. Are you, how are you getting on with yours? It's uh, it's 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 been tough. I, I don't know how. I just keep ending up back at a sex scene. But like, no matter what's the, happening. That was the last time all three of us were in the room together. We killed yeah. Owen, in case you're wondering. Yeah. He might be back. He could come back as a ghost. Yes. Um, but yeah, my script for the Meg is, oh, it's going to blow. It's going to blow people's minds. I I look forward to it. And that's can, a, I imagine the lawyers will Can sharks again. live in space, though? I mean... I don't know where to take this. I'm going to take that up with the people at NASA because I want it to be authentic too. Yes. Put the Make sure the S in NASA stands for shark. Yes. So that's the latest episode of Bonus Features Big Review Ski. We'll be back soon. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.